0: Monday. 2. All staff from Jan McReilly. Dear department, we would like to welcome the Economic Innovation Science Group into our community. Professor Dr Adam Hummer is going to give an introductory talk about his research group today at 2pm in the Large Lecture Theatre. We hope that you will take this opportunity to learn more about the group and to meet its members. Yours truly, Professor Dr Jan McRoyle, dean
1: Now this will be an interesting talk.
0: Well, finally, we're going to find out what our research group is all about. <clears throat>
2: Within the context of the department's mission, Design Intelligent Systems, Products, and Related Services, the research mission of the Business Processes Design Program is to design and analyze business processes for the design of intelligent systems, products, and related services.
3: That's a total
2: tautology. It
1: doesn't define anything they do.
2: (laughs) This is good. I'm loving it. In this context, intelligent systems are defined as systems that consist of a set of products and or services that have the ability to adapt their behavior based on the situation, context of use, and users' needs. The focus of the industrial design department is especially on those systems that are of benefit to individuals, societies, and different cultures worldwide, as
3: well as on the underlying problems and opportunities. What does this tell us about their research? He's just repeating the department's overall mission.
0: (laughs) He simply hijacks the department's mission and declares this to be his own. Very clever.
2: Our group has the leading expertise in global business processes with a special emphasis on big data and value change analysis.
3: Oh great, big data. I'm safe since my research is about even bigger data.
1: You call your data bigger data, then my data is even bigger
2: data. Companies can only survive with lean development using
1: agile processes. <laughs> my chickens are also lean and agile. Maybe they should apply for a position in this group.
3: And they probably make more sense than Adam.
2: Design strategies for human relations in services and intelligent solutions are the key for rapid growth while remaining flexible in the changing market environments. Our group analyzes case studies that help use modeling trading behaviors. These models then feed into decision-making algorithms.
0: Oh, great. He's producing more flash boys.
1: I can flash you already. (laughs) I don't need an algorithm for that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, case studies, case studies.
3: I mean, what does that have
0: to do with science? What is so special about studying
3: cases? Just go to a shop and buy a case already. Are you talking about suitcases? Oh, isn't he? Oh! True, I guess it's difficult for him to transport his Armani suits. That's a worthy research topic. The knowledge we
2: create will help businesses in this country to produce better results faster than ever before try to beat me, flash boy. (laughs) My hand is already on my (laughs) zipper. We reach out to local businesses to help them harvest their true power of innovation so that they can conquer global markets.
1: A photo of my private parts on Twitter can achieve the same effect.
3: Yes, yes, but that's hardly science, and his innovations are. He keeps on talking about innovation, but I doubt he actually ever came up with anything truly novel. (laughs) He's mixing lots of important words.
1: I like using big words too. They make me look metamorphosis.
3: (laughs) 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 Bravo! Are you trying to get promotion after all? I just enjoyed every word he said, and it's cheaper than buying a theatre ticket. The show must go on. While the lecture room
0: started to empty, I checked my email on my smartphone. 29 unread messages too many. Oh wait, there's a notification of our journal article. It's been in review for eight months already. Please, please, please. My finger nervously hovered over the email list item. The news was only a tap away, but I had to use all my willpower to push my finger down. My eyes flew across the essential lines and my finger first slowly, then at an ever-increasing pace, fell down. My shoulders and arms all came down. Shit, shit, shit! Insufficient scientific contribution? What's that supposed to mean? You got a review back. I looked at the comments of the reviews. Two of them had barely written anything and a third did not seem to have understood the statistical methods we had used. Eight months! For this!
3: These comments don't help at all! I mean, fuck the review system! Fuck the reviewers! Fuck the editors! Don't take it personally. Tim Berners-Lee's first paper on the World Wide Web was also rejected. The reviewers didn't understand the importance of the Internet. He was knighted later by the Queen for the invention of the World Wide Web. Oh, That was just a lucky break. Uh, You're right. The review system has some flaws. Peter and Cece already demonstrated that. How? They resubmitted previously accepted papers back into journals in which they were published. They only changed the authors and slightly adjusted the title. Most of the papers were rejected due to lack of scientific quality. I mean, that is insane! Welcome to academia. Oh, fuck the review process. No, I agree. But while we do that, could you please stand up and let us leave this Cathedral of Knowledge? Oh, sorry, yes, of course.
0: I stood up and started to walk towards the door with the others, following me like ducklings. The heater in my office provided sufficient heat to be able to enjoy the view onto the gloomy coldness outside. The wind was battering the trees, urging them to give up their last leaves. The frustration and anger in my chest were distilled by my cerebral cortex into a devious plan. If Peter and Ceci could do it, so could I. I selected the most prestigious conference in my field and randomly downloaded to my computer 12 papers from the last two years of the conference. The papers were obviously still relevant to the conference, but hopefully not fresh in the memories of the programme committee. I then slightly changed the title and completely replaced the authors, inventing a few names based on a list of popular first and last names. Ethan Burrows – that sounds like a stolid name. The only thing left to do was remove the page numbers and any other indications that the papers had already been published in the proceedings of a conference. A rush of evil energy flew through my veins. Finally, I could do something about this insanity. The submission system will ask for the author's email address. I can't submit all these papers to the conference with my name associated to it. It would be implausible that I would have produced 12 papers. It would then also be extremely easy for them to detect the other papers. All these fake authors need to have their own email addresses. Gmail. Let's use Gmail. So many academics are so fed up with their university's email accounts, they forward all their emails to a Gmail account already. Howell came back into the room and sat in front of his computer. I quickly switched to an innocuous browser tab. Howell, I received this strange email and I'm not sure if it's legitimate. If the author of this email wanted to conceal his identity, what would he have done?
1: You can't detect spam.
0: Well, this case is a bit more tricky. It's a long story. It might be a student, so I can't speak about it. If this student wanted to conceal his identity to send an email, what do you think he would have done?
1: The easiest would have been a disposable email address. There are several services that allow you to set up an email account for 10 minutes. Uh, Just enough time to respond to a confirmation email from some wacky internet service.
0: But, But what if the student wanted a longer lasting form of communication?
1: You can easily set up a fake email account. doesn't take too much effort.
0: Would it still be possible to track such an email back to the sender?
1: You could embed a tracking pixel in a response you send to the student. From the log file of your web server you can then see the IP address from the computer on which the email was opened.
0: And if the student wanted to conceal his IP address?
1: Then the student might use a commercial VPN service. A virtual private network is a service that gives you an IP address. Uh, Those companies offer IP addresses in a variety of countries. It's used most often to circumvent geo-blocking.
0: And what is that?
1: Many services are only available in the USA, uh, such as some music and television streaming services. They check your geographical location by your IP address. If you use a VPN, then you get an IP address from the USA. And you can use the service right here in New Zealand.
0: And those companies would not be able to attract it back.
1: They would notice that you're using a VPN service provider, but that, in itself, is not illegal. Also, users from within the USA might use it to conceal their identity. Your student really seems to be up to something. Are you okay?
0: Could I really reveal my plan? Uh, Yes, I'm fine. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this.
1: Let me know if you need any more help. Computer scientists always find a way.
0: When Howard left for a lecture, I registered at a VPN service and used a different IP address for all of my submissions to the conference. Good luck with these papers, dear program committee. I leaned back and my mind drifted towards little plastic bricks. Maybe I should have an internet alias for all my activities on the web. What was that alias that Daisy used? I searched for the little pieces of paper that Daisy had given me, Brickpix76. A quick Google search revealed her Flickr feed. Whoa, these photographs are amazing. How does she get such great close-ups with such a short depth of field? Daisy's smile is just as cute as the standard minifigure 326BPO1 grin. While I was biking home, the first doubts about my fake paper submissions bubbled up in my mind. Maybe I overreacted. I shouldn't have rushed into this what could happen they find a couple of fake papers i mean this could hardly be the first time i guess that they would have to deal with plagiarism more often they can't trace it back to me so what could happen to me wednesday the university was only slowly awakening and I used the quietness to switch on the private browsing mode of my web browser, connect to the VPN network, and visited the Gmail website. I filled in the credentials for Ethan Burrows, and besides the confirmation email of my submission, a new entry had emerged into the email list. Ethan, I am sure you know the drill by now. Your paper, Ubiquitous Computing, is a direct copy from a CHI 2012 paper envisioning ubiquitous computing why is this kaya takes plagiarism very seriously please explain what happened before we take this further liam crap they found the paper but why would i know the drill by now i logged out of the gmail account and connected to another vpn server then i opened gmail again using another of my fake author accounts a similar email They probably found all my papers. Damn! I quickly logged off, disconnected from the VPN and closed my web browser. What if they find out that I did it? But I only did a scientific study. I wanted to test the quality of their review system. Peter and Ceci must have faced the same problems. Easy now. No rushed decision. Let's think first. I could just not reply at all and let it go. But then all the effort would be for nothing and nothing could be learned from this endeavour. They haven't identified me yet, so I could still continue. I could ask them for their support for my study. Hopefully they will understand the importance of the study and the reasons for its method. I started to draft a reply and edited it several times before sending it, using Ethan as my disguise. Dear Liam... We are replicating the study, Peer Review Practices of Psychological Journals. The fate of published articles, submitted again, from Douglas, Peters and Stephen Sesse. Published in the Behavioural and Brain Sciences, 1982, five, page 187 to 255. The study requires complete anonymity. We would be grateful if you would collaborate on this study and would allow the papers to enter the review process. It is a good sign that you have been able to catch this submission, but the true test would be how the reviewers would rate the paper. It would be of great value to the KAI community if we can evaluate our own processes. Of course this is an unorthodox study and the peer commentary of Peter's and Sessi's paper will highlight many of the conceptual and ethical issues. The goal is to collect and evaluate the reviews. All papers will be withdrawn prior to publication. The results of the study will be submitted as an alternate CHI paper later this year. We are hoping for your support. Only a few hours later, I received a reply. Dear Ethan, thanks for your explanation of the apparent plagiarism in your submission 475 to Kai. To support your replication of Peters and Ceci's work, We may be willing to advance your submissions to full review before doing so however we require confirmation of who you are and which institution you work for i see peters and sassy took just 12 papers does that mean you only submitted 12 copied ones to kai please let us know liam i drafted my response dear liam Thank you for considering supporting our study. Yes, we submitted several studies under different names. I'm using this email account to communicate with you on behalf of the other fake authors. We are concerned about revealing our identities since Peters and Ceci gave some clear warnings. After the publication of their study, they were subject to considerable social pressure. I am certain that this study will also not be liked by many. We do understand that you would need proof of authenticity of this study. Is there any way we can achieve both? Would there, for example, be a chance to keep the experimenters in this study known only to one trusted person instead of the whole organisational committee? Our intention was to submit the results anonymously. We are not in it for fame or credit, but are simply interested in the quality of the review process itself. I would like to nominate Henry Duff as a trusted person to which we are willing to reveal our identity. Henry is heavily involved in Kai and a well-respected person. Would that satisfy your need for authenticity? I could send Henry the list of fake paper numbers and you could cross-check it with your list to confirm that it is legitimate. I would like to thank you for your consideration. Thursday the binder under my arm was filled with papers lists of all the achievements I could claim most of it was based on the opinions of other people which I considered counterintuitive academia was supposed to be all about objective truth But when it came to the evaluation of its members, it was all about peer esteem, a completely social and subjective parameter. I had created lists of publications, awards, press coverage, grants I had been given, anything to make me look good. I strode towards the office of the leader of my research group, Professor Dr Martin Berg, to find it defended by a resolute secretary. Uh, Can I go in? Let me check. Come in, Rob. Matthews was a short man, with longer dark brown hair. His superior office chair had to cope with an inflated belly that the buttons of his shirt could hardly contain. Hi Matthew, how are you doing? Fine, how are you doing? So what do you want to talk about? I was wondering if you'd had a chance to have a look at my application.
4: Yes, I looked through it. And what are your thoughts? I think that you've done an excellent job, Keep up the good work. Would you consider supporting my promotion
0: to an associate professor? I'm not sure if you're quite there yet. Well, I have the list of the promotion criteria and I checked them against the material I sent you. And I am under the impression that I fulfil all of them.
4: If you just tick the boxes, then you might be under that impression, but we have to look at your application as a holistic portfolio.
0: What does that mean?
4: see there are three classes of academic there are the superstars and for these we can arrange a promotion within a day or two that is not you and then we have the academics who have a well-rounded portfolio and who have shown expertise in all these areas that is not you either and then we have the researchers who are just not there yet and whom we encourage to continue working on their portfolio so that they qualify in the future
0: So what you're saying is that besides the official promotion criteria, there is a second set of
4: criteria that only you know. You need to give a coherent portfolio and your application needs to give a mature impression.
0: I don't know what that is supposed to mean.
4: If you don't know what this means, then you're not ready for a promotion.
0: But What what about Brett Kramer then? I mean, he doesn't even fulfil the official criteria. How
4: could he be hired as an associate professor? You can't really compare these two cases. Brett might have some weaker areas, but he compensated for them with excellence in the other fields. Besides, he came with excellent references from the University of Auckland. But how are the researchers in this department... You um really don't need to concern yourself with the department and its policies. In the changing financial situation of the university, promotions are an exceptional tool to acknowledge true excellence. I expect that you continue your good work. I think there is a deadline for your paper coming up. And what about the preparation for the new special topic course? Is your funding proposal for the ministry finished? I am working on it. You should exceed our expectations and impress us with your success. I don't know There is no don't know or can't do. In the global market for science and research, you need to realise your full potential and take a leading role in the fostering of excellence. Good day, Dr Park. I didn't know how to respond. Matthew turned his attention to some
0: paperwork on his desk and the secretary opened the door. I stood up in silence and returned to my office, where I threw my binder into the trash can. I crossed the room and sat at my desk. The sky was grey, and rain clouds drifted towards my building. I stared into the drizzle. After a while, I turned to my computer and searched my music collection for an appropriate song. Smiths. It's got to be the Smiths. Heaven knows I'm miserable now. Morris's voice filled the room and my brain. I was looking for a job and then I found a job and heaven knows I'm miserable now. In my life, why do I give valuable time to people who don't care if I live or die? Hao Liu returned to the room. I could not overcome the barrier of admitting my failure. Instead, I opened my web browser and surfed to Bricklink minifigures. Oh, they are cute. I should collect them. Let's have a look at how many different Batman figures there are. I put them into a new wish list and then searched the shops for one that I could offer them all. I noticed that Batman of Zur and R costs $443. Shit, how am I supposed to complete the collection with prices this high? Another incomplete portfolio. Great. How about Toy Story minifigures? This time I checked the prices before I put them in a wish list that I could then use to place orders in two Bricklink shops. Collecting is meaningless. In the age of the internet, it has become a pure financial endeavour. You just search for the items you want on the various trading platforms and buy them. I mean, what's the big deal? But why should a shitty piece of plastic cost $443? That is an artificially high price. That's, well, it's only the result of third-class nutcases like me who compensate for their unhappiness with retail therapy. Fuck you, Rob. Can't have a career. Can't manage your marriage. This whole mountain of shit is just hopeless. I, I can't manage, I, I can't deal with it. Following an unexplainable impulse, I got up and left the room. Over to the elevators and up to the highest floor. I got out and hurried across the corridors. The pure desperation in my soul gave me a final push of energy. I felt light. Well, it's not going to be long now. Just a few more steps, that is it. Just a few more steps and then you are free. Everything will be perfectly defined in its nothingness. No more uncertainty. Nothing to worry about anymore there has to be an access to the roof somewhere that there should be another staircase leading upstairs. I rattled on a door, locked. Fuck. I pushed forward. Along the corridor to the other side of the building, I passed by many empty offices that were as abandoned as my hope. No more need for a well-rounded promotion portfolio. No more fights with Maki. No more Chameleon. No more Pop. Another door blocked my way through the corridor. Wait, the room on the left might bypass this door. I walked back, entered a large room, and re-entered the corridor through a door on the far side of the room. I arrived at the second elevator, giving way to the second staircase. I could see stairs leading up through a security glass door. Locked. I smashed my fists against the closed door. Damn it! collapsed in front of the door and in the heat of my chest turned into tears. Images of Camellia and Poppy rushed through my head and tore my heart apart. No more Poppy. No more Camellia. I could no longer hold back my pain and cried out loud. The weight of my pain pushed me to the floor. I lay flat on the floor not being able to move while my stomach cramped into a stone of pure agony. I could hear the footsteps of people walking up and down the staircase on the lower levels. Nobody was aware of my location. I'm a total failure. I can't get up and I can't get down. What a fucking life. Life? Death? What's the difference anyway? This is probably the clearest category possible. Minutes passed and the pain subsided slowly. The emptiness returned, and after half an hour out of sheer boredom, I took out my phone. Seventy-four new messages. Twelve Facebook notifications. I searched for the definition of life. (laughs) Wouldn't you know it? There is no agreement on even this very basic dichotomy. More than a hundred different definitions. Edward Trifonov even resorted to analyse vocabularies to come up with a definition. And he's a molecular biophysicist, a scientist resorting to consider the usage of words. Wittgenstein would be proud of him. If even my own existence is not defined, how can I be expected to find an ideal order? I became aware of the hardness of the floor and all the dust. I sat up and started to clean my clothes as well as I could. Slowly I got up and looked at the stairs. Not much else to do here. I started to walk down the stairs and the further down I walked the more people passed me by. I paid no attention to them.
3: Rob, how are you? Professor Smith. Are you okay? Oh, where do I start and where do I end? Now that is a very difficult question. Shouldn't it be the easiest? Maury already pointed out in his book, The Buddha and the Robot, that there is no clear boundary between your body and the environment. What do you mean? When you eat an apple, at what point does the apple become a part of you? When you eat it? But when exactly? An apple in your stomach is still an apple. Even worse, your stomach and your bowels are full of life forms that are non-human. Is an alien going to pop out of my chest? BACTERIA! So you might be rather lethal to invaders from Mars. There are actually more non-human cells in your body than human cells. So I am an alien? The mass of the human cells is much higher. So hmm, I would still count you as human. So if I kill myself, would I commit genocide?
0: Rob, are you okay? Not really. I can't talk. I can't talk about it yet. Back in my office, I turned into Ethan again. A new message had arrived. Hi, Henry Duff. Copied in. My paper's co-chair and I have discussed this. It didn't really make sense just to disclose to him alone, as he and I need to work together on the Kai program. We discussed it with the technical program chairs. Copied in and conference chairs this afternoon at the chair's regular meeting to decide the view of CHI as a whole. After discussion it was decided that it makes more sense for you to deal with the technical programme chairs directly. If we are to take this further then we really need a full list of the papers you submitted. We also need to know who is involved in your experiment so that we can fully judge what you propose. Dear CHI program committee, thank you for giving us the chance to pitch our research project to you. Our goal is to test the reliability of the CHI review process. We are replicating the methodology described in peer review practices of psychological journals. The fate of published articles submitted again from Douglas Peters and Stephen Sessey published in the Behavioural and Brain Sciences Journal in 1982. We submitted fake papers to the CHI 2014 conference and we are planning to analyse the reviews that these papers receive. The results of the analysis would be submitted as an alternative CHI paper in December. It is encouraging that Stephen has been able to detect 12 fake submissions. With modern software, this is not such a difficult task, and some conferences already use an automatic plagiarism check. This is a weakness of our study. We have not been able to generate 12 new papers that have been verified as high quality. Only previously accepted papers are. We changed the titles and abstracts of the papers to mask them without fundamentally changing their content. We have a unique opportunity right now. Allowing the fake papers into the review process will allow us to gain valuable feedback on the quality of our own processes. Needless to say, the review process is a matter of hot debate, and this would be the first time we will be able to investigate it at CHI. If we stop the study right now, then all we could conclude is that semi-automatic plagiarism checks work this study is, of course, breaking with the social norms of the Kaya community, and we are certain that not everybody will appreciate our goals and our methods. Hence, we do feel the need to protect our anonymity. We also believe that it does not actually matter who is executing the study, as the results should be independent of the experimenter. We do, however, acknowledge that you need to protect the conference against a hoax, We can assure you that this is a serious academic investigation being carried out from a research group at a university. We proposed to reveal our identity to an impartial ombudsman. Henry Duff might be a good choice. That way you would receive the certainty that this is a serious study and we will remain protected against the social consequences of the study. It would be a truly double blind study. In essence, we need to convince you of the merit of this study and we also need to build trust. I hope that we have managed to convince you of the value of this study with this email and as a sign of trust, at the bottom of this email is the complete list of fake papers we submitted. Furthermore, we will contact Henry to reveal our identity to him alone. We hope this is sufficient. If you do insist on revealing our identity to the whole of the CHI community, then we will need to stop this study from our side. Peter and Ceci suffered from the consequences of their study, and we also intend to submit normal papers to CHI in the future. It is not our goal to damage the conference or the community in any way, but simply to bring the discussion of the review process to an objective level. We will be most grateful if you would consider allowing this study to proceed. This study is completely in your hands now and we hope that you see value in proceeding.